Hi everyone, I'm Rahayu from Buku Jalan Chalkit. Um, as for today, today is our first um, MCO back in Kuala Lumpur and we are under the state of emergency, national emergency. But I don't know, I still see people roaming around outside. Um, might be just always a unique experience, you know, in 2021. So let us see how it is. Um, but right, um, I'm working with children, uh, urban poor children actually, and my children consist of um, stateless children and displaced children. You know, listening to the previous presentations, right, I was like, yeah, it is good continuations because, right, I, I heard from the previous um, presentations that um, the family, for example, the migrant worker, right, when they come and work, and sometimes they, they, you know, they find partners, they met one another, and then they get married uh, and reproduce. And sometimes, right, what happened it, to that is the continuations that we are facing. It's like in Malaysia, um, everyone that is born in Malaysia, because we follow Jusoli, so by right, everyone that is born in Malaysia will be able to get citizenship. But this is not the case for some migrants worker when their child are born here in Malaysia. The children can't be registered, so they are left being stateless. So there where the problems start, uh, started. But right, um, the reason that we started Bukujalan Chalkit in the beginning was that we don't want to go um, into the idea that we're doing charity, but we want to go with the idea that we are going to equip the children, the stateless children, the children, the unwanted children of a nation into giving them a platform so that later they can be integrated into the country as a human capital. They are the human capital that the country seek to have. You know, that is what we wanted to do. We don't want to go um, with the narrative that uh, the children need to be sympathized and need to be pity, but um, the children need to be um, empowered in order for them to show that, hey, everybody, if, if, if they're given the right platform, they will be able to do it. So Buku Jalan Chowkit, right, we go with equitable education where um, we are actually are taking advantage of this pandemic and try to accommodate to the possibility of better education for the stateless and displaced community. I know sometimes it feels like um, might be people would think that we are trying to run from the basic idea that our children are being in 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 in, in in a bad situation, you know, living in MCO, the parent cannot work. Um, I think sometimes, somehow, Malaysians are being very cruel towards the migrant. In my area, Chowkit, we have a very big pasar, very big market. It's called Pasar Chowkit. Chowkit is the name of a place and the market. And usually before this, right, the market, um, the worker or the migrant worker. So what happened, right, since the first um, MCO, the restricted movement order, all the migrant worker can't work in a marketplace. They can't work. So by right, they are being left without work if they are in chocolate. So imagine how are they going to put food on the table? We're not talking about other things. We're talking about food on the table for the young child that they have. And it's not only a child, it's children, a lot of them. Usually one family have around five children. 
So we always speak to our children during the pandemic because we believe that by talking to them, we are actually listening and we are we are working with them in a way that soothes them that, hey, there's a way out of this, let us do it together. So uh, can I move to the next slide? Okay, um, so our organization is called Buku Jalanan Chowkit. Um, we are situated in the middle of Kuala Lumpur. You know, uh, when we speak about Kuala Lumpur, I believe that KLCC comes to your mind. Oh, what else? Oh, Surya KLCC, Menara, Kuala Lumpur, right? That's the beauty of it. But in the middle of Kuala Lumpur nestled this very small slum called Chowkit. Chowkit is actually a business center. So it, it was never designed with a proper neighborhood. There's no housing area. Um, no playground for children. It is not a place designed for children. But since there's a lot of migrant worker living there, and the urban poor who you know come from all the urban uh, the the suburb of Malaysia coming to Kuala Lumpur and hope to change their life, they usually settle down in Chowkit, hoping that Chowkit will give them a fresher livelihood. But that's always not the case. So what happened is Buku Jalan Chowkit, right? We provide a center, a space. We started very humble, I think, because we started on the street. Um, there's a trend of homelessness around Chowkit. So there's a lot of street children. So what happened is that we bring mats, books and everything for the children to read, um, to read on the street with us at night. But later on, in 2017, Malaysia hosted um, Sea Games. And in order, to how to say eh? to beautify the image of to beautify the image of Kuala Lumpur, all of our activity were not allowed to be done on the street. That was a very that was a time that we were thinking that this cannot be happen. We cannot um, you know come we cannot stop our classes for like one month in order to give way to see game and our children's would would uh, experience learning loss. So we decided to have our own space without money. We start with zero cents. This is the honest truth. We started with zero cents and we started writing papers, proposal papers and everything. Julie's Biscuit was so nice to us. They contacted us and pay uh, and decided to pay our rental. Think City, um, I think it's an organization under Khazanah Malaysia. They were so nice. They they also uh, do the renovation for us. So we have this space. Uh, the space that you're looking right now at the slides is actually our space right now. It is a library. It is a sanctuary for children. It is a playground for my children. It is a school for my children. And it is only 2,000 square feet. <laughs> it's only 2,000 square feet. It's the kitchen, it's everything. So we try to make it a, an open classroom system where we can really change everything according to the needs and the activity that needed that needed to be run for the children um yeah so that is us what we want to do is that we want to create a platform for children to always you know have a room of their own for them to to design their own life and we are there just 
as a facilitator to facilitate them. You know what? Even though a child kid is like that, we never told our children that, hey, when you grow up, you need to be like this. Hey, when you grow up, you need to, this is the definition of success. It was never about that. It's always about the children, how they perceive life and how they perceive something good depends on the inputs that is coming to them. That is why Buku Jalan Chakit, we have a volunteer system where we run night classes. We have we run weekenders classes on Friday night and Sunday night where we have 30 volunteers with our 90 children. I have 90 children, which I attended most of their PTA, imagine, <laughs> and record books day. But it was super fun because I get to experience having a lot of children. Um, <clears throat> so um, next. So this is what we want to do in Chowkit, right? Um, I, I grew up from a very small village in the northern part of Malaysia, which is Kedah. Very small. And my village is very small as well. But I really love one part of the, 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 the livelihood in the village, that everybody is looking after everybody. It is like that. So that's why I put there the Sharikat Kampung model. Sharikat is an uh, is a corporation. Sharikat means corporation. Kampung is village. It is like a village corporation model that uh, being implemented in my kampung. I want to do it in Chowkit. Like you know, building the community building is done by the people, and Malaysians are very being very generous. So. Because we know that uh, I, I read one study by Professor Dr. Madeline Burma. Uh, she she worked on a lot of poverty issues in Malaysia. And she said that um, the poor will only be able to skip one level of poverty, how hard they work. And even worse, right, in our case in Buku Jalanan, when our children are stateless, and when our children are displaced, they're not even allowed to attend government school. They're not even allowed to to get proper healthcare system. That's what happened to our children and they don't belong anywhere. So what we want to do that is that we want to identify and analyze the urban poor community that we are with, that we are working with, tailoring to their needs and the interests. You know, um, we also are the landing cushions and stepping stone for the children where like right now during the pandemic yes we did the the same things like other people do where we give every family um grocery basket every two weeks um like i explained before they can't work so usually they don't have enough to buy things for the kid for for the kitchen for food things to put on the table so we assisted them on that but we make it clear that we're helping them not because they're poor, but because the children learn. So these 60 family that we are, we, uh, we, that are registered with us, that we're looking um, up for them, right? Are those families where the children are really hardworking. So they get paid by, you know, getting all the assistance. Okay. Can I, can I move to now? Um, why my title is that um, we are taking advantage of the pandemic is that before this, right, we have been struggling going up to a lot of 
government offices, a lot of school asking and begging for them to allow our children to attend school. You know, I have children, when I first met them in 2016, uh, one of my boys is 14 years old and he never attended any school, any school. We tried. We even went to their home, uh, the parents' home country. You know, we have a lot of international school in Malaysia, right? So we went, we went to one of the international school belonging to one country. We asked them, um, can we enroll our children here? I was quite shocked with the answer. At first, they would say, okay, uh, but uh, our fee is quite high. And I promised them we will pay uh, the fee of uh, from January to December, meaning one whole year fee where I don't have money at that time, but I promised them. Um, but there was... A, after they they saw that I'm very confident we can that we can pay, they were saying that oh we're really sorry because uh, the parents and teachers association uh, would not agree because uh, the school is only for expatriate and I was like what they they they, have, they they belong to your country as well even though they are not being called expatriates they are being called I don't know migrant workers right. Up until now, I cannot understand why is it some people are being called expatriate and some people are being called foreign work migrant workers. Why is it there's um that I'm really sorry if you guys are being called expatriate, but but yeah, that's what happening. I was like, what why? What what is the difference between my children and that children? And after that rejection, right, it gave us the strength that hey, okay, it's okay, you don't allow us to go to school. We open up our own school. So we open up our own school, but you know, the access to everything that our school offer to our children is quite limited. Um, we don't have proper space. We don't have proper things and everything. But we did not, um, how, to stay, how to say this, we did not um, give something low to our children. We didn't lower the bar. We raise up the bar. My children, right, even though they attended the school for just two years and they are 16 when they attended and after that they are 18, right? And if my children, uh, I have one of the children who were enrolled uh, when he was nine years old, but after a year we saw that he can do it, so we enrolled them in coding classes. So most of my children age nine and above learn coding already. So they code, they can make their own um, apps already. And last two years, we competed in national school competition level uh, coding. You know, we sent five teams, we brought back two um, silver and two bronze. And that is how we want to proof to others, especially the education ministry, the, the Malaysian government, if we give this, all these stateless and displaced children a room for them to attend school, to get proper education, we can really leverage on these children that one day they will become a very good human capital to the country. And this is one way to, this is one way to integrate them into the society. Okay. Maybe yeah. five minutes more. Oh, five minutes more. Okay. Uh, can we move? <laughs> can we move? Uh, more. Okay. This is how. This is what we do. Uh, learning during the pandemic. Um, because right during the pandemic. Uh, can I have another? Okay. So we ran this um 
program called Suara Generasi COVID. Suara is voice, so it's a COVID generation a voice program where uh, it is a project-based approach. So during the pandemic, right, we run um, how we say that all of our children now is equal with other children, right, amidst, amidst a lot of um, shortcoming, is that every children in Malaysia right now are studying remotely from their own house. So we are taking that advantage to really design a, a system and, and a syllabus where our children can move further forward, just like other children who are also learning in, 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 in house. So uh, what we did was that we ran a project-based approach uh, where COVID was a central theme, uh, where the objective aligned to four subjects within Malaysia national curricul curriculum. And this, um, and this one, right, can I have next slide? Okay, so what we do is that we use WhatsApp and Instagram because this is the medium that did not require a lot of data connection. And we actually give uh, the credit top up, the, the telco top up to the children so that they can access to internet at their home. And we are so lucky because we're living in, in the middle of Kuala Lumpur, so internet connection is are really good. So we run uh, live classes. Uh, okay, oh yeah, we can move to another slide. So this is how we do. We ask questions every day through WhatsApp. It's like a conversation with the teachers uh, and the students, but it is like friends to friends conversation. It's just a simple question every day. Uh, so students do a lot of explorations on uh, the origin of COVID and later on they will in investigate. So there's mathematics, there's geography, there's history, there's calculation, there's uh, data collection and analysis need to be done by the children. Uh, can I have next slide? So, okay, and then for the final project, right, they have to do reflection. And um, I'm so proud to tell you guys that actually, right, this project is a pilot project. And after that, it was picked up by Kementerian Pendidikan Malaysia. And they use it for all students, school-going students. And I think that's amazing. Hey, you're using a, pro a project designed and run by stateless children to later um, be used by government school students. And that's, I, I don't know if they didn't look at it as, as something that we are much more advanced than them, that they should give more a room and autonomy for these children and for organizations like um, uh, who help stateless and displaced children to prove that we are actually worth investing um, in, in education um, uh, designing. Can I, can I move? Ah, oh, because I don't have time. So see, I started, started to start the, I should record. Next. So um, this year, right, we, 2021, even though we are hit by another trouble at home, but we are currently looking at this. We are using Raspberry Pi and the children actually, right, are doing the design and thinking using Raspberry Pi for them to um, solve real world problem that they are facing. And that is the first stream using everything that they needed. We are going to run also entrepreneurship through open source digital tools. Um, so the children would learn student uh, basic digital and entrepreneurial skill. They will do research project and analyze existing businesses and set up their own business idea. Can I have another slide? 
okay, this is the potential project that we already doing. Um, we are actually building a rooftop uh, garden and a rooftop play space for the children. And this um, and all of this uh, design, right, are being designed by the children themselves. Um, we also run our own kitchen where we run catering and we run a cookies business. And this business right now is run by the children. They are the one who work in the kitchen. They also um, do all the designing of the stickers and they are doing branding. Um, they are also working on the websites of Buku Jalan Chowkit. You guys can check it at uh, bukujalananchowkit.org. And all of the marketing tools, right, that we are using right now is actually is the work of our children. Next. So we right now want to showcase that, uh, we want to showcase the digital portfolio of our children being done, being completed by the children who did not get proper education and did not have citizenship, but, and being done during the, crisis period but the children can do this so that is why right i was saying that we are really trying to take advantage of the situation in proving to everyone that hey look at how resilient smart and brilliant our children are don't treat them as if they are a problem to the nations that you need to um put them in a concentration camp right now um in a detention camp in Malaysia, there's around 3,000 children being in the detention center uh, for all these documentation issues. Okay, next. Yeah. So this is how we do. Um, we have 10 to 15 students per stream and total of 93 students. And we always use a blended learning approach where children, uh, sometimes we met physically and sometimes we do online learning. But right, right now, since we are being locked down again, so everything is done remotely and um, through online base. Yeah, I think that's that. Might be I can answer more during the question and answer session. Thank you very much, everyone. Mm -hmm.